Hello. Oh, that was a voice crack already. <laughs> Fuck! Try again. Yes, we try again. Hello. Hello, welcome to the Five Side Podcast. It's Friday, and there's only four of us, but we roll with it. Matt's missing in action. So I'm joined by Ross Dewar, Ellie Kirkpatrick, Good evening. And Craig Gregor. Well, I'm not going to say if it's going to be a good evening or not until later, so we'll wait and see. Just evening then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, because it may be a bad evening. Yeah. I need to specify. You're not just being um, neutral for the point. <laughs> it's, it's Friday. It's the final night of the championship, and there's a lot to play for there. Uh, we'll get on to, to having a wee chat about that in a bit. I was going to say in a minute, but it will not be a minute, it will be a few minutes. And uh, Tuesday, Thursday was um, midweek games. It was quite intense in the League 1 and League 2. And in League 2, um, yeah, Queen's Park just just uh, continued there. Well, not continued, they picked up on decent form again with two wins during the week. Jesus Christ. Matt, Matt might not be here, but Buzz Aldrin is apparently. Yep. Apparently is here. Um, Queen's Park with two wins, and one of them was a 2-0 win last night over Edinburgh City. It was in Falkirk, because obviously Queen's Park don't have a stadium anymore. And it, oh. it was early, the first goal, from Louis Longridge. Yes, I think it's a, a, a criminal bit of defending from midfield defence and uh, the goalkeeper should be more than level to it but it just isn't and it's struck from what, like 25 yards out and it just sails over the goalkeeper like with some ease uh, The goalie should have done quite a lot better with it <laughs> I think anyone that's seen the highlights would agree with that I don't know what the I don't know if the keeper is just badly positioned or if it's just didn't expect it. Or I suppose at that level, like you, you don't expect players to just pop up and hit shots like that, but still criminal in my my book. I think it just shows the the yeah. sort of difference between Queens Park and Edinburgh City. Like Queens Park won the league, obviously. Edinburgh City in second place and. Just basically couldn't put a glove on them the whole game. Yeah, Queen's Park this year have been um, a, cl- a class above, to be honest. And if they keep doing what they're doing, I think they'll put in a very um, respectable performance next season. Yeah, it's shaping up to be a, a decent uh, decent league next season. Um, with Falkirk still being in there, obviously, that'll be... Um, one of the big names, and then you're going to have one of um, Morton Ayer, and another both aren't one of the, the, the biggest names, but um, they've kept themselves in the championship for a few seasons now. So. Yeah, I think League One, and this season as well, it was quite a good league. It's just a shame that obviously it was, it was cut in half almost because of COVID, um, but yeah, the teams in League One this season were quite Sort of good, and Queen's Park will certainly add to that next season. And hopefully, for their sake, that they they build on. I think they. I think their current team would probably do quite well in the league above. Yeah. I suppose it comes down to who they can keep hold of and who else they can bring in. Yeah. Well, only time will tell. A man that they they brought in on loan. Uh, well, I say man. He's still quite quite young. Um, Ferg's favourite player. My favourite player, their best player. Uh, Luca Connolly got himself on the score sheet again. Another goal from just outside the box, and I've got. I mean, it's well hit, and it sort of it bounces before it goes in. But the goal, I don't know what the goalkeeper's playing at. It's almost like he deliberately jumps over it um, when it's hit. Just lead to standards, to yep. be fair. 
it's good to see um, Luke O'Connell, um, a guy um, who's obviously aspirations of playing at a higher standard, going out and proving his worth. Because it's not an easy... I don't think there's any league in Scotland you can go into and you're going to get an easy game. There's always guys who have played the game at a higher level, experienced pros, etc., mixed with guys who are um, up and coming. It's actually a really good move for him to learn his trade. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a good league for young players. Like He's only 20. To go out on loan to a league like that is done reasonably well for a midfielder uh, since he's been there. I think the key now for him is next season to not go out on loan again is to try and break into the Celtic first team. I think it'll be tough for him to break. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, but I think you could probably do an our loan season. It's one of those ones where you don't want champ- him to end up a championship club. Yeah, you don't want him to end up like some of these players that Celtic like that have been at Celtic younger players that then end up they go out on one loan and they they they're fairly impressive and they come back to the club and then they're sitting in the club for a bit and then they, nothing really happens and then they go back out on loan again. And it's just like a recurring cycle of like just keep sending them on loan. It happened to yeah, um, Calvin Miller. He was quite ha- highly thought of in his age group when he was at Celtic, and and he just never managed to break into the team and sent out a few loans, and that was kind of kind of set for him. He wasn't going to play for Celtic. Calvin Miller didn't have the right attitude for it, in my opinion. Anyway, he- I think I think earlier on maybe he would have, but uh, it was sort of like he was highly rated, and then. Sent it alone a lot. He was like, I'm better than everyone. Yeah, that's right. The, the players that leave like Celtic and Rangers to go on loan to the Championship League, one of the two clubs, they have to go there not thinking, oh, yeah, I'm better than you because I play for Celtic or Rangers, like, or even play, I'm better than you, I play for Aberdeen. Like, they, they, they can't think that or else they're not going to succeed. Like, especially, like, the, cha- the Championship is not a huge difference between that and the lower half of the the premier premiership like in terms of in terms of quality like um i think that's proven this year by quite a lot of the like teams is no real difference in overall quality it's just i think uh yeah the mention of the championship it would certainly if look O'Connell to go back out on one it would be a good it'd be a good fit for a couple like a few teams in the championship and it would be a good league for him to go into at david hopkin yeah take note <laughs> He does have um, the potential to um, get in and around the Celtic team, provided um, Celtic's new manager and a good pre-season. If he's got, I don't know if Celtic have set plans yet of what they're doing pre-season, but if he could get maybe five, six games where um, a new manager could come in and assess the squad fully, I think that would be extremely beneficial. I've certainly liked the look of him now that he's getting sort of full-time football if you know what I mean whereas before he was just in the reserve squad and it's like that they a lot of the time they never really know when they're playing yeah I always feel like <clears throat> the players going out on loan is more beneficial for them than sitting in the reserves like obviously that season when they're not being a reserves league anyway so they basically if they wanted football at all they had to go out on loan yeah it was a good game for Queen's Park and they, they did get to lift their trophy. Well, it must have been a um feel feel bad for the Falkirk fans getting a trophy lifting at their own stadium while they're getting hammered five 0 to lose the other trophy. These things happen in football. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of the, one of these things, isn't it? Like Queen's Park get told that they can't use their well, it's not even their stadium, but they can't use the stadium they've always used. They always use to um, yeah. I know I was going somewhere, so they have they have to basically loan someone else's stadium. Fair play to them; they've got their trophy and they'll be keen keen to sort of build over the summer and get going because I think that's them done and fixtures. Um, well, there's still some lead to fixtures at the weekend. I don't think they can be done. Oh no, they've still got one game. Yeah. 
the the next game is on the last game is on Tuesday. Yep. <clears throat> Against Elgin. Does Drenar um, still have a chance to push for a promotion playoff place? Uh, well, every team that in that, that league really. They're all separate only separated so, by point. So that uh, Stranraer can get promotion and Hearts can do another tweet saying uh oh. with a, with their more embarrassing things comparing with them and party. Why we got affected the most yep. by the and, uh, pandemic. Why? I think at this point uh, the the relegation place of uh Brecon is confirmed pretty much. It, it was uh, confirmed, confirmed, yes. yes. It, on Thursday with a tremendous victory for Annan Athletic, 3-0. It was also confirmed that um, the Premier playoff scheme will take place, so that's a big boost for Broda and Kelty, because um, I'm sure they fancy their chances to beat Brecon right now. Fancy my chances Certainly. to beat Brecon. Yes. Nothing else, nothing of, of note really happened in the in that league. Nothing that made any changes really, so... Well, one. A big, well, before, a big shout out to 40-year-old Peter Murphy, who came on on Did Thursday uh, for the last 13 minutes of the 3-0 victory against Brecon. It was a tremendous moment for such a veteran player. I mean, he done the job at air, that's for sure. And he hit that bad with injuries, or did... Did you just fancy playing himself? Obviously, it was thought, oh, fuck it, lads, it's breaking. I'm just going to stick myself on for the last 13 minutes. Hey, that, these are, these are yeah. the things that must be done. Was he still so calm on the ball like he always uh, Well, obviously, the highlight package only shows the highlights, only seen the goal, but he, he looked calm and composed when he was celebrating. So he never put, a, never put a foot out. Well, they didn't concede, <laughs> that's so. That's all I can take from that. Let's move on. Um, League One, Tuesday night. We left it where we were recording our podcast. All the games were happening, and it was uh, well, we left it, and Partick were really sort of piling on pressure to the, the other teams in the league, trying to. Well, they would all they all all but pretty much sealing it as their league championship on Tuesday night. Um, drawn to each with Cove Rangers. Cove Rangers thought they might have nicked it near the end, but they didn't. And Partick came back and taking it to to each, just taking the point, taking a point, was quite good for them. And last night, um, Partick hosted Falkirk, and they absolutely destroyed them, as Craig alluded to earlier. Uh, some way to win the league. Some way to win the league. I mean, a season which has been cut short slightly. Partick didn't start greatly. They weren't playing great football after lockdown and all that. And Falkirk were they were a little bit ahead. They were ahead of the other two teams that were sort of fighting for this, and they've fallen off a cliff considerably, um, yeah. very very recently. And that, this was just this summed up for them. Five 0 to Partick is well, it was embarrassing for them really. I've seen um, a lot of folks saying, like, if you ask Partick fans at the start of April and they drew two each, we's Fife, um, they only just managed to get a, a draw with the last kick of the ball. Did they think they were going to win the league a month later? But then they went on to win five games in a row, not conceding a goal, and they stormed their way into the top, which is fair place. Yeah. They've, they've built up some, some form and Falkirk have dipped out. I mean, Cove Rangers they've they've done well because they were looking to be a little bit out of it yeah. a couple of months ago, but they've sort they've fought their their way back in as well and taken it down to the last couple of games is fair enough considering they were in Highland League what three years ago or something. Three, three years ago. Um, people don't appreciate how far Cove Rangers have actually came in such a short period of time. I mean, you can talk about the money and all that, but you still have to build a decent team and you still have to be well-managed and play well, so... A lot of the teams in the, the Lowland and the Highland Leagues are, they're good teams, it's just some sometimes it's actually more beneficial to stay there, money-wise, it costs more money for them to come up into the, the league system, etc. Um, they're also really once, once, competitive yeah, leagues. Once they do come up, yeah, once they do come up, they have to make sure they push on and they don't hold back 
and Cole have done the Edinburgh, Edinburgh City have, they've won our team that came up and they've they're not out of the league yet but they've um, they've always been top performers really um, in League 2 and I'm sure whether Brora or Kelty Hearts come up or if Brecon manage to stay up that is also the case but if Brora or Kelty Hearts come up I'm sure they'll push on as well and decent. You've got to think this this is a real sort of kick in the guts to Falkirk. I mean I can remember not I mean not that long ago but a fair time ago like they were they were pushing for promotion out of the championship and looking good and they were like people were thinking oh we could have Falkirk in the premiership and just in the space of a few years. I know they've had their troubles financially and everything but just in the space of a few years, it can all go d- downhill so quickly. Yeah, very much so. I'm just going to say, uh, all the all the the goal scorers showing up, all the ones that we've mentioned for Partick that have like picked up form: Zach Rudden, Scott Tiffany, uh, Brian Graham, Joe Cardle, all all getting on the score sheet. Yeah, I know um, Zach Ruddens had quite a lot of um, critics um, throughout the season and I actually felt, um, watching the highlights, he had a very good game last night. Um, Some of his runs were quite good. Um, Obviously, got a goal. Overall, a pretty good performance. And he's still still really pretty young, like you forget. Obviously, he was at Rangers. It didn't work out. He then went joined in Plymouth Argyle. Um, didn't really work there either. So. I think it's the, the thing when he first came into Partick. It, it was late on. Well, not late on, but like he came in halfway through a season and didn't really get a chance to establish himself. And this mm. season, I know it's a league lower, but he's kind of broke into the team. And what was it? Six goals or something in twelve games in the league. Yeah, yeah. Is I mean that's yeah. fairly decent. The main thing about him is he's. I know he's only twenty one, but um, if he did have more consistency about his game, I'm sure he would be playing at a higher level. Um, but that's something he can improve on. I'm I'm sure. Where he stays at Partick uh, next season, or where he tries move to a, a different Championship team, or maybe even a low end League One, uh, low end Premiership team, he's got that option, he's certainly good enough. I think it's certainly, for me, I think he should stay at Partick. They look to be back on the up again if they can build a bit, because obviously some of the players that they've got are a bit ageing and needing sort of refreshed and build a bit on what they've got. They can put up a good good challenge for winning the championship next season. That is the one thing about Partick. They, they made the better signings during the the period of pause in the league, they they brought in the, the players like Andy Gagan and Stephen Bell, the players that have experience of winning the league this league. Steve, I think Stephen Bell's came in and he's had a bit umpteen clean sheets already and in so little games. It's quite incredible, actually. Yeah, to um, go back to Zach Rudden, I, I do um, think it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next maybe two, three seasons because... Obviously, on the books at Rangers, you have to be a certain standard. To, but they must have seen something that um, made them um, a Rangers player. So it'll be interesting to see perhaps another good season at um, Partick. He starts putting in goals regularly. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that... The Partick team's got... They've come from a long way down. You know what I mean? Like, they dropped so low. And it's, they hit rock bottom and... Everyone sort of made... They were laughing stock, stock, Scottish, Scottish football for a while. And they've picked themselves back up and they, they, they've moved on from that. And they seem to be back on the rise again. But all be proven over the summer and then into the start of next season. I think it's, because the championship's so tight, any team, if they have a good summer in terms of bringing players in, keeping players that are good, 
they can they can do well. They can. There's not much difference between the promotion end of the championship and the relegation of the championship. Mm-hmm. That is the main thing. Another player that um, part of did bring in was Scott Tiffany, who has got seven goals in ten games, and he's a winger, which is quite incredible. To be fair, quite good stats to put up. Which I'm sure if, um, he goes back to Levy, he will be looking to push more into their, their first team. I know that he did get 12 games rather than the season before moving to Partick. So. Yeah. We'll see how he goes. It's actually, um, like, before um, starting this podcast, like, my lower Scottish football knowledge wasn't the best, and I'll happily admit that. But it's great to see um, young guys, etc., um, like developing and building on and it's real good to see for the future of the Scottish game a lot of these guys are really young and already performing at such a high standard it'll be great to see um, what a lot of these guys become in the future I think it's always been like sort of my favourite thing about the lower leagues is getting to see a mix of like old don't want to say old but like older professionals so maybe players that have been there seen stuff done that and they're just sort of not seeing out the playing days but like they can still play at that level of a lower league yeah and sort of like hand-on experience because a lot of these teams do have younger players in them I think if you can get the blend of a couple of young players with some of the experienced pros that are starting to slow down slightly, I think it's quite a, an interesting combo. A lot of guys can obviously still play at a high level, but um, having the nice blend between the two uh, makes an interesting watch. That's something McCall's been quite good at the past seasons at Air and at Partick anyway, like at Air. He always had those ex- that experience base, like where he brought in Mark Kerr, Stephen Bell, etc. But he also had the young players like Mike Rose, like Shankland as well. He's quite young, um, or was quite young when we first got him. But that um, he was he's always been good at getting that blend. Yeah, huge. So, uh, uh, he's a he's a good manager, but yeah, he's a rat. He's, he's a, a rat, rat he's but a he's a good manager. manager. He is a, a good manager. Um, Cove Rangers they played last night as well sort of they needed a win to have any hope and Partick to lose uh, obviously Partick emphatic winners but they got themselves a win um, that a win that should secure them it secured them playoff spot yeah, it secured them a playoff spot but I mean it should secure them second barring disaster for them in the last game yeah well yeah and second get some oh they second play third don't they I think yeah in the playoffs so they'll be playing Airdrie or Falkirk who they've um, performed reasonably well against both teams this season it's just whether they be able to do it in the playoffs whether the pressure of it will We'll push um we'll stumble them or not. Yeah. Um it was a, a Mitch Meganson double in the game. But it start when, well from watching the highlights at the start I've completely lost. <laughs> Montrose were fair in it. They had a couple of chances in the first half. Yeah. It was uh, just before half time that that Mitch um, put his first away. He's a good player, um, so yeah. I mean, he's fair. He's he's fairly established. He's been at Cove for a few years now. Just doing doing his job. Uh, I mean, the last couple of seasons he's done exceptionally well, though. Yeah, well, last season, uh, we only had 24 goals in 25 league games, which is fairly impressive. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> fairly. This that's very impressive. 14 and 18, which is also Still very impressive. Really yeah. good. I think um, 
Yeah, Cove have done really well. I know, obviously, like people will talk, oh, they've they've got the money. They've sort of, but still at that point, you can say all you want about having loads of money, but you still have to you still have to do the thing. You still have to buy the players. You still have to play the games. You still have to manage the team well. Um, Craig knows all about that because uh, he loves buying a league. That's why I don't play football manager. It'll be, it'll be exciting to see how Cove fare their last game and then the playoffs and whether they can sort of push and maybe strike a sort of go at going up. You never know. It's going to be a, a great um, beat a couple more games till the end of the season. Could really um, go to anyone at this point in the top couple of teams. Yeah, it'll be. Interesting the drowning. There's no writing off the teams at the lower end of the championship either, unless it's aid in the playoff spots. We'll just bottle it. But, um, no, uh, I mean, yeah, that's growth, true. Growth will be a hard team to beat if it's them. Um, Morton, maybe not so much as well. Uh, they might also really struggle in the playoff spots, having seen them this season. They're so hot and cold. Um, it's almost like um, playoff football, it's like. It's like a cup competition. You don't. You're not playing yeah. for places or points. It's you. You play two-legged ties, one-off games, and stuff like. It's just the the way it is, and not all the time the better team wins the games. But at the end of the day, if someone goes up or if someone gets to stay in the championship, I'm sure the 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 players, the teams from League One trying to get into the championship will be um more than up more for than up for it, yeah, playing the heart out. I think I think that, that that's all the games, unless I've missed something. Um well there was uh, the lower end of the League One. Oh yeah. Well with um skipped over four that, for so. five managed to get a a 93rd minute uh, winner to a 92nd minute winner, which stopped them getting relegated last night. Uh, still gave them a, a very slight uh, fighting chance. Yeah. Um. So, although, albeit there are six points behind with six points left to play for, so it'll be very slim if they do manage to play it, pull it off, but stranger things have happened. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough one for them. And obviously, with now um, the issue that was that came up um, when East Fife were going to play Clyde, that could that could play into it as well. Yeah, very much could. Although that um, issue was very quickly resolved, it seemed East Fife accepted their fine. Um, the game will be replayed on the Thursday before the, um, the Thursday after the season finishes. Sorry, obviously, to me is uh, mad. Like East East Fife only trying to look after um, their players and the players' families and whatnot. And I yeah, I like it also boil, boils it. down to the varying stories, like. Clyde were saying that the player tested positive while a lap flow and then self-isolated and then got another got a PCR test which then confirmed the positive which came in bef- just before kickoff, but he hadn't been with the squad but East Fife saying the opposite and saying that they had been in the dressing room and he'd been on the pitch warming up. Yeah, I think, I think the thing is he was, he was in the squad, he was on the pitch he was on the bus back from Peterhead on the Saturday, mm-hmm. um. So, it, it, I, I don't understand it because it seems bizarre to me if you get if you get a positive based, test, doesn't matter whether yeah. it's a lateral flow or not. You should still based get on the law. So, yeah, you, it says yeah. on the form when you when you take that test on the form you fill out it says, "I agree to self follow self isolating procedure and then do a PCR test as well." I I just feel like based on the law. The Clyde players should be isolating, but I don't. 
I don't understand how it works for the football teams because obviously when you're training with them, you're not deemed as close contacts at that mm-hmm. point. But I would have thought being in a bus back from Peterhead, you would be deemed as a close contact. But who knows? We're not the experts. No. So enough of that. But obviously, yeah, that could play into it though because it, it's a game that Clyde could Clyde could win and that could sort of could push them out in the relegation playoff uh-huh. spots, but. Make it's it also a game that they probably they probably didn't need because the game's now the Thursday, which will be before the the Thursday just before the playoffs. So it's an extra game for them if they, they are in the playoffs. They're gonna more like yeah, le- less time to recover. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing, obviously, Inverness and Wraith are oh, the, don't. Uh, joint winners of the Tonics Caramel Wafer Cup. I'd never, I never understand um, joint winners, but yeah. After it was, um, the final was scrapped. Um, what? I don't know about you guys. I couldn't really care. A what a fitting way to end the Tunnock's Caramel Wafer Snowball Tea Cake Cup um, as we move next season to the SPFL Trust Trophy. Yep, and um, I, I believe. If he's if he's still wanting to before we do predictions, Billy Billy has uh, something to say. I do to address the people. Yes, I do. I want to address the the wider population here at the ineptitude of um, the SPFL and the SFA over the last two seasons. Um, the last two seasons, to me, I don't know about you guys, but it's highlighted that our game is being run by clowns. Um. You know, yeah, the SPL side of things, you've got Neil Doncaster, who's a charlatan. He's a charlatan. He's more interested in getting making himself look good than actually making Scottish football look good. Just as long as he comes out of it all right, he's he's happy. But, oh, who cares about everybody else? We get a crap deal. You get crap decisions from the board. You get crap this, crap that, you know. We don't take, we don't take, we don't care about racism. We don't care about mental health. We don't care about the key issues that are highlighting the game. But oh fuck me, God! You have a sponsor that's on your shirt that shouldn't be on there. Oh fuck that! We'll deal with you straight away. Ten thousand pound fine and fucking points deductions, left, right, and centre. And then you go to the SFA. The SFA, the, uh, oh, they're bloody, they're even worse. You know, the Scottish Cup final. It could have been a great pilot to have fans back inside Scottish stadiums. But they were so inept they couldn't find an alternate stadium because oh we've known that Hamden have been hosting the Euros for how long? How long? And they couldn't find yeah. an alternate stadium? No, 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 nobody could find it. You know, obviously everybody's must be fully booked. Uh, but uh, you know these guys that are running the game they're running this game into the ground. It is so infuriating to watch our game. You know, for the last maybe two three seasons. The youngsters that are coming through, we're thinking, oh, good, this looks good for us. But the clowns that are running this game, I, I don't have any hope. I don't have any hope that we'll, we'll achieve anything. Because we've got, we've got little donkeys running this game. I mean, I did um, see a... St- not to interrupt you, Bill Mondo, but um, I did see a statistic um, that suggested that uh, with Sky in particular... Um, rugby union have got a better deal than we do, and have one third of the viewership, um, which ha- which to me illustrates everything you've been saying about how poor the the TV deal was, how inept uh, Neil Doncaster is, etc. Sorry, I'll let you. Uh, oh, you're exactly right. You know, you, the the Sky Sports Rugby League deal. Now, what that Rugby League deal has enabled, that is that has allowed now. The, the finances that have been generated from that has enabled video referees to be used at every rugby league game. You know, maybe if there was a substantial television deal that, um, you know, maybe generated more money, which it, it seems to me we could generate because the Scottish game is growing, maybe that could be something that could be brought in. Because right now, as a country, you know, we have quite possibly the worst I mean how many weeks do we spend how many after games do we spend talking about decisions you know, know okay it's... let's not take the English VR route because that was that's a disaster we'd be we'd be here all night talking about it but you know right now we're, we're a country here we're a country we've got a 12 we've got 42 professional clubs well 42 people that play in the pyramid the, the senior level pyramid and then you've got the people that are trying to aspire to get into the pyramid you know at the top the top games you know you're 
your Glasgow derbies, your Edinburgh derbies, your Dundee derbies, your Ayrshire derbies, all these derbies, you know, out of a pool of officials. Your if, Highland derbies. Uh, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, we have, I, I, I could, honestly, I could count four people that I would trust to take charge of any game because the whole system's inept. It's a political system designed to fill the pockets of those that are at the top, you know, and the little man gets left out. It's, it's a joke. Everything's a bloody joke in this country with the system, you know. Clubs are get shafted in this. Okay, it'd be unfair for Brecon to be Club 42. No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. You're bottom of the league. Nine points. Yeah. Now, how's it unfair? It's not as if we've said, oh, we're going to pick the sixth place team to be playing the playoff. No. It's the team that finishes bottom. It really riles me up because this game, the game has grown so much in the last few years and the quality of youngsters that have come through. And we're just, the SPFL and the SFA, we're just going to shaft each other and shaft the fans. God help, God help any ordinary, ordinary person on an ordinary wage that wants to follow their team if their team's in the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, the, the our TV deal is terrible, but I wouldn't put that down to purely Neil Doncaster and the S- SPFL being inept because there was one company bidding for the TV rights and uh, you're kind of hard pushed when there's no one else look going for it, no one else wanting it. You're hard pushed to bargain with them at that point. Yeah, you can go, oh, give us this and that. But if they come back and go, well, we'll give you this and that, you've got no deal, you've got no option but to say yes or not get any sponsorship money from TV, a TV deal at all. That's my issue with it. It's not that they've accepted a bad well they've had to accept they've had to accept a bad deal it's not that they've chosen this bad deal out of a, a varied sort of selection of deals they've been given one offer from one company other companies had the option to do so and didn't want to pick it up so yeah. that's not it's not the spfl's fault on that that front it's a bad deal but there's nothing they can really do about it it's the sfa and spfl's job to to show the likes of BT, like, why they should be bidding for the, like, okay, this is what we'll bring to the table, etc. Like, and make our game actually look good and not, oh, oh, just, oh yeah, that's fine, okay, yeah. I don't even think it's the fact that we, ma- we didn't make our game look good. Like, BT had plenty of perfectly good games on, on the TV for them. They were, I mean, a competitive, a fairly competitive league. And they just decided when it came up for bidding that they didn't want to go in for it, even though it had been suggested that BT did the best coverage of Scottish football and people would be quite happy for them to fully have like all the league coverage for it as well. And for them to just back out and not want to go for it at all was bizarre to me. Obviously there's stuff in, stuff in the background that we won't know the full reasons yeah, why they never uh-huh. applied for it. They might have might have not had a good relationship with the folk at the top of the SFA and SPFL, etc. Or they might just not have wanted it. But there's so many things, like I've said, there's so many things wrong with the, like our game right now. The fact that we're supposedly the 11th best league in Europe, according to the coefficient rankings, and we don't even have goal line technology. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, that's that's standard practice these days. Um, Yeah. It seems to me like BT just rather would want to focus on English football and European football because they've put a lot of their, their money and effort and time into that so I think it was more a case of that I mean, than anything else They show the National League though which is a worse standard yeah. than the Premiership But it's English football so you know, It's the fifth tier they also, yeah. they, they also show rugby that's the thing Like as you said obviously the, the Football has a higher viewing rating than the rugby, but they still show the rugby. They still show other sports mm-hmm. as well that will no doubt have a lower viewing uh, ranking than Scottish football. They've got to admit, though, the rugby league deal being the same value as the Scottish football deal when there's only one third of the audience, that, that can't sit right with many people. No. It just can't. But that's not, can't, it's not, can't it's no disrespect to rugby because obviously. Like they they deserve a good TV deal as Absolutely. much as the next person, yeah. But 
It's just they must be um, better at bargaining than well, other people. Well, we could talk about it for years to come, but nothing's ever really gonna really going to change because um, it's all just the same people um, for years up gone it um, by, and nothing ever really does change. Like it, it's um, our game's improving. Like, I, I, I think um, over time, like we're gonna be in the top ten leagues in Europe, um, and as we progress, like we need to start looking at ways to cement our place there. And people look at our game and go, actually, we're not as bad as people say. Um, we're gonna have plenty of teams in Europe next season. Scotland are in the Euros, etc., etc. Et it's all huge positives. for me anyway there's certainly if we're going to keep performing well and picking up places in Europe and getting higher there's certainly sort of an argument to for someone with half a brain to to seriously look at some form of restructuring of the league system the pyramid system because I mean, I think that would just, it would give, not give us an edge, but sort of like, give it, give us a sort of step forward where I think we need one. Um, but I don't think, I think it should be sort of an independently done thing and not, not anyone associated with clubs, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think uh, a league reconstruction would be beneficial for the game with like 100%. It's just, something that's been talked about for a long time but you're never going to get the the like the lower end premiership clubs to agree to it because they'd much rather play Rangers and Celtic three and possibly four times a season and cut it down to, to two mm-hmm. I just it, the thing for me is that greed, it's not greed it's just um, doing what they have to do to survive uh-huh. sometimes because if there was if there was a better deal in in other pl- like in place for other things, then certainly it's something that plenty of people would be keen for. It would add add an extra edge, like adding extra teams to the Premiership is bit like hugely beneficial for Scottish yeah. football as a whole. It brings those sort of top teams in the Championship up a level to sort of prove prove their worth in that that way and like why not have the bit the best teams like all the best teams in the same league yeah i think it's something they will need to look at um i know not everyone's um likes the idea of having a couple of more teams in the top flight but i think it probably would um all in all improve the game it might take some time because um there's going to be a transitional period and etc but over time it's going to be real competitive games we've seen that in the cup where championship teams would go out and knock premiership teams etc etc if we could have that uh, week in week out where teams are having close games etc and the league's tight and it's close it's exciting for everyone I think so the the teams that would in a a reconstruction of teams from the championship that would go up at this point now the young players are going to benefit more from playing better opposition every week. They're going to develop more. They're going to like it's just it's going to help them out, and that will in turn improve the league and as a whole, improve Scottish football as a whole, and yeah, it will just yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before we run out of time because it is twenty past seven, the games. We'll be getting getting going soon. I think it's time that we do our predictions. Oh, so, God. yeah. Oh God! Without further ado, Craig, Aloha Dunfermline. Um. Oh. Two one two Aloha. Uh, score draw one one. Um, two nil to Dunfermline. 
And obviously Mark, Mark's not there with us, so it's me and I'll say 4 0 Elden Fairman. Or Brof Morton. Three now to our broth. What do I want or what um what I think? Um uh, I'm gonna go score draw one one. It would be unlike you to do such yeah. a thing. Um I'm gonna say a broth two one. Um I'm gonna go two nil a broth. This brings us to Inverness Air. Okay, Craig, you can say 3-1 three, three one to 3-1. I, I thought he was going to say 3-0. Oh, Jesus, God. 0-0. Uh, this is the boar fest. 0-0. This is not to lose. Not to lose at all. I will take a 0-0. Um, sorry to um, upset Craig and Bill, but I think Inverness will win 3-0. It's okay, because you predicted the growth to win, so that would still keep us up. Um, two each. Two each draw. Queen of the South Dundee. Two each draw. Uh, two nil Dundee. I was waiting for Bill's fourth uh, score draw. Of the game. No, no. Or fourth draw, sorry. Um, this could be a real uh, close game. Uh, I think Dundee have got the quality to see out. 1-0 Dundee. 3-1 um, Dundee. Wraith Hearts. Borfest, 0-0. 1-0 uh, Hearts. Um, 3-1 Hearts. And I've also said 3-1 Hearts. Uh, that brings us to Premiership Relegation Group. Dundee United, Ross County. Two nil Ross County. Two one Ross County. Um, two nil to Dundee United. Um, I'm going two one to Dundee United. Uh, Motherwell Kelly. 3 0 to Motherwell. 2 uh, 1 to Kelly. Um, 1 0 to Kelly. Um, score draw, one each. St. Mirren Hamilton. 2 0 to Hamilton. Bye bye, Hamilton. 3 0 St. Mirren. Say 1-0 to Hamilton. Score draw, one each. Hibbs St. Johnson. 2-0 to Hibbs. Score draw, 1-1. One, one. Uh, 4-0 to Hibbs. 4-0? You nuts! 2-1 yeah. uh, Hibbs. Um, second, so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Livingston Aberdeen. One each. Oh no! This is the, this is the worst game of the weekend. Nil nil. Um, one nil to Aberdeen. Um, one each. Score draw. And finally, Rangers v Celtic. Two each. What? I don't know. Um. Two one Rangers. It's a, it's a tough one. Celtic haven't um won an old firm in five now. Um 
It's not really that tough for for him. He just wanted to get that stat out. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say 1-0 for Rangers. It's going to be tough. Um, 3-1 Celtic. Rangers are rattled. So, yeah. (laughs) That that concludes the predictions. Uh, Dur just not not going for any draw. No draws in the Premiership Championship this weekend, folks. No draws. Um... Yeah, we're we'll, 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 uh, we're still uh, waiting to find out what Matt's predicting. So, I fully prepared myself to get zero points this week. I don't or care how many points I get. It's not. Yep. I mean, we move. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, well, there's fifty-five points at stake, and we'll be back Monday, Monday evening. So I hope everyone enjoys their, their bank holiday weekend again. It feels like it was bank yes. holiday weekend not that long ago. Uh, yeah, hopefully everyone enjoy- that, that gets a bank holiday on Monday enjoys their bank holiday. I certainly will. Billy certainly will. I will. And it's goodbye from Billy. Yeah, goodbye. For the love of God, David Hopkin, don't fuck this up. Don't ruin my weekend. Goodbye. Um, Goodbye from Craig, because he's got to go and watch the football, so he's cracked open a cider. Finished. Finished the cider already. I'm nervous. Uh, so he's nervous. Say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. And your, uh, bid your final farewell. Yep, farewell. Yeah. Um, I will bid my final farewell, as um, Ferg says. As always, um, thanks for taking the opportunity to uh, listen to us. I really appreciate it. Um, remember to, um, that you can uh, message us your scores and see if you can beat us. Um, if you've got a brain, you could probably beat Craig, so put your scores in and see if you've got a brain. It's a heartful comment. That was a long goodbye from Dewar. A, heart, a heartful but true comment. Um, yep, I've had an absolute nightmare tonight. My mouth is not working. It's not connected to my brain. Hopefully I don't have a nightmare in the predictions. And yeah, we'll see you next time. And hopefully Matt's here. We have been the Five Side Podcast, Four Side for tonight. Goodbye, good night, and God bless. And up the fucking zipper.